It's a whole day of workshops to teach people how to improve their neighborhoods. We're going to have 12 workshops presented by various community leaders and experts and residents on such things as forming block clubs and getting funding for entrepreneurs, uh, water shutoff and home foreclosure prevention, uh, forming youth programs, uh, storm and drainage issues with the city of Detroit, just a whole range of things that will be part of this day, which generally draws several hundred people. Great way to network and get ideas and real world solutions to problems that can help us improve our neighborhoods. So, so tell me, how did you come up with the idea for for this conference? Well, you know, uh, we started, as you know, and uh, WDT has been a great supporter of us ever since we started. And you too, Jerome, so we want to thank you for that. But uh, everybody knows that we have the Big Neighborhoods Day, which is in August, which is a massive community service day, which is a due day where you get out and you kind of show how your difference to what you're doing to make a difference in the city. But the Neighborhood Summit is a learn day. And so we felt that it's great for people to show what they're doing, but a lot of people don't know how to do it. They don't know how to form blocklet. They don't know how to get funding for a startup business. So we said we needed a way to get real information into people's hands that so they can leave, walk out of that summit with real information. Oh, now I how to do this. Now I know how to fix this. Or I've got this collaboration or that collaboration. So it's a great way to get information, real information, and to network. And it's really inspiring. When you're in a room with several hundred people from all over the neighborhoods of Detroit, I'm talking about Southwood, East Side, Northwest Side, a lot of people just like you, and they say, how can we make our communities better? So that's why we felt like the summit was something that could have a practical impact. So those people who didn't have a block club can have a block club for next year. And it's been, we've got been a very... Uh, very pleased with the response we've gotten. We already have several hundred registrations for it's a free event, by the way, uh, from eight to four. And we have some great uh, speakers and uh, uh, some great workshops we can talk about. Let me ask you about the speakers. What do they generally say when you come and ask them to take part in this? Well, this one thing we try to do, Jerome, with the summit, we try to tailor it. It's not a it's not a cookie cutter thing of what we did last year. We really are tuned into the buzz in Detroit, what people are concerned about. Uh, last year, we did it on development and how we can get development from downtown and midtown into the neighbors. This year, we're taking a wider range approach, and the whole issue of inclusive in Detroit has really moved to the front burner in all of its aspects, from, from jobs to uh, a neighborhood development, uh, job training, what have you. So we've tried to focus this around uh, the idea of build, getting our speakers to have some connection to uh, what they are doing or how they feel about inclusiveness and equitable Detroit. We're actually recalling the summit, uh, how to create an equitable and inclusive Detroit. And um, so the speakers, like our, our keynote speaker is Tanya Allen of the Skillman Foundation, who's been very vocal on this. We have Anika Goss-Foster with Detroit Future City. From her said Kevin Ryan with the Ford Foundation. We have a uh, developer, David Alade, with the Century Partners, which is doing development out in Fitzgerald, uh, in the Fitzgerald neighborhood. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank there, but a lot of different perspectives on this issue of uh, uh, Sarita Scott of Community Development Advocates of Detroit, uh, which is very focused on inclusive neighborhood development. So we have a lot of different perspectives and most people jump at the opportunity uh, because this is a real world, uh, real world approach, if you will. And uh, one of the things we've done with this summit is that dealing with the issue of gentrification, which, as you know, has become a really a dirty word. And this is going to be a bit over the top for some of our listeners, perhaps. But I was thinking uh, recently about this issue of gentrification, and everyone seems to agree that it's a bad thing. 
if it's going to bring th- new things in and push old folks out, which we can agree is not something we want a lot of. So, but I thought to myself and I said, well, where is no word that is the opposite of gentrification? There's no antonym. If you go to the dictionary and you look it up, you have to use a combination of words. You have to say inclusive, equitable, fair, just, whatever. So me, uh, having got a liberal arts degree some years ago and being a freshman at journalism years, I had a eureka moment. I said, we're going to create a word. What is a word that we can create that will immediately tell people that this is not gentrification. It's about bringing everybody, including everybody, leaving no one out, leaving no one behind. And the word we have come up with, hold for it, is arisification. Arisification is the opposite of gentrification. Arisification means that everybody's included, everybody's listened to, everybody's voices are heard, everybody gets a piece of the action. So we have a big banner that's going to go up in WC3, and it's going to say arisification. And we believe that we have to get people thinking about that, not just being mad at, at gentrification, but saying we are for arisification. So, uh, and as a result of that, you know, we want people to think about these things a little differently. Don't, don't just be mad at something, be for something, and make that something happen.